Hey, what's going on? Greetings and a good day, and welcome to the 98th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Services here in late January. Uh, things are beginning to happen, I believe. Truck Day, uh, which is something that has been co-opted by every team in baseball from the Red Sox. Uh, but who cares? They loaded up a truck and they pointed it directly towards beautiful, pastoral Dunedin, Florida. You've clearly never uh, been. No, never once. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very Florida-like. So beautiful, so pastoral, the, not quite accurate. Uh, sad and depressing and choked with highways. The little, the little part of Dunedin that the the stadiums it's actually quite, it's got a little bit of charm. It's got a little, little charm. Da- like old not hippies and shit there, kind of quaint. Yeah, like Key West, that's that's Key West, right? Isn't Key West all full of hippies? Hippies that just never went home. Uh, it, it, unless Jimmy Buffett has uh, turned me wrong, uh, which I cannot imagine being the case. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, J- Jimmy Buffett would never. He ain't never lied. My my parents, by the way. Uh, somehow or some way became uh ardent jimmy buffett fans they went my parents of course uh they went to see jimmy buffett in pittsburgh they (laughs) went to a pirates game and then they went to a jimmy buffett concert the most jimmy buffett of the cities they are living their best life i think (laughs) my very old retired parents my name is drew ferris by the way Uh, and of course you are listening to birds all day where we talk about your blue jays and doing so uh that was my very abrupt uh, transition back into mm-hmm. uh, business mode. Uh, joining me, as always, as always, uh, old reliable Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I, I am all right. Old, uh, old rogue National Park Twitter account here. Uh, happy to happy to be at, at your service. What? What? The, I think every every uh, every everything needs to have a rogue element tweeting out kind of <laughs> like clandestine <laughs> details and like running around in the shadows. Uh, keep everybody on. Well, it beats fascism, so yeah. Does it though? <laughs> Barely. I, for one, enjoy the trains running on time, uh, and and the machines uh, being oiled by the blood of the workers. I I can't get enough of that. Uh, this we this is not the last one. Wasn't the last one, which is a nice bonus. Every time we do one of these, it feels like we're it's like free money. Like it's we're just cheating. Because the world is yet to end, and we're still able to distract ourselves with delightful baseball talk, uh, which there is no more encouraging time of year than the beginning of baseball season time of year. Would you not say? I would completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of encouraging, we're going to encourage you, if you feel so inclined, to head over to patreon.com slash birdsallday to help us keep our listener-powered podcast going. Uh, we are happy to accept uh, a couple bucks a month if that's what you're feeling, willing to offer. And uh, you can do it over there at patreon.com slash birds all day and, and keep us going and keep us motivated and keep us um, entertaining, question mark, you. We feel like we offer a, a unique and fresh perspective on the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, we're happy to, to continue going. So you can do that, patreon.com. And you can, of course, if you want to get that's to support the podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher or Podcatcher or anywhere, SoundCloud, uh, and look for Birds All Day. And you can subscribe. And then maybe when you're there, you can offer a review or a rating and say, I like the Blue Jays and I like these guys talking about the Blue Jays. Uh, and it makes us excited, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> so. Did, I, I, did my enthusiasm come through there? I hope it did. 
I hope it did. I think it did. I, I, I speak very quickly. And I saw your friend of mine, Dave Burroughs, on Twitter talking about listening to um, podcasts at a, an advanced rate of speed. Like at 1.5 times normal speed. Listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. People speaking quickly. I can't get into that. Burroughs does this? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's I'm alone in that either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't only imagine what my voice sounds like at 1.5 times speed. I don't think I like the the idea. I don't like the sound of that. It does that, remind I me. I think of, the voice. I think they keep your pitch. I think. How how do they do that? Technology, man. Science. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of transcribing interviews, which I have not done in a little while. But I would always do it at half speed. You, you can slow down an, an interview and you're transcribing it, uh, which makes everyone sound really odd. And even Alex Anthopoulos, who says a thousand words at once without saying anything, at half speed, it's still impossible to uh, figure out what it, what it is, is that he has just said. Uh, and transcribing Anthopoulos is, or, or was, one of the worst jobs in the world. <laughs> transcribing anybody fucking sucks, frankly. I think it's more the idea of doing it is often worse than the actual doing it. It's so easy to put off. And then when I would end up doing it, because especially because I only ever did like shorter interviews, it's not like I'm doing a three-hour sit-down for a book. I'm mm-hmm. standing at some guy's locker, and I'm doing most of the talking because it's my show. Uh, Obviously, those those are things that are super easy to transcribe. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, when I'm sitting and doing like a 20-minute Bob McCallum segment, it it can get a little tedious. But I, I yeah, I'm used to it now, I guess. Can you imagine transcribing the president of the United States of America? No, I could not. There's a whole little cottage industry building up of people transcribing the insanity that spews from his face when he speaks. Yeah. Because it's like double speak. I think, right? Yeah. He doesn't say anything, but he says a bunch of different words and none of of them mean anything. Uh, I can't even. It's amazing to see it all transcribed out word for word verbatim because then you see the true. The true face of evil. (laughs) You see how the mind works. Well, it is. we shouldn't talk about this stuff. Nope. But but it just it reminds me of how this was a criticism that the uh, the the side opposed to Obama Obama had for a long time. Uh, there, it, where it was like not a criticism, but just the way that they they talked about him as though either he was the the most inept, uh, useless person, or he was completely diabolical. And I, I mm-hmm. feel there's a little bit of that going on here uh, because he he does seem like a, you know. Whoever's whispering in his ear is diabolical, and yet the man himself can't string a goddamn sentence together. It's it's genuinely terrifying. It's funny because uh, one last divergence. If you see old interviews with him, sometimes the thing that they say about him is that he will just parrot back whoever the last person he was speaking to. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that's those a, are the, those that's are the thing, views yeah. that he echoes. And that's why you see him tweeting about what he's watching on the news because he doesn't have anybody to talk to anymore. So I think... The only hope is that some, this is the saddest, most depressing point of all, is that it's, there's some Silicon Valley, like, tech bro is the only hope for the free world because <laughs> that bro needs to worm his way in to the inner circle and then just start feeding him talking points and he'll unwittingly repeat them in front of the entire nation and then some things may not be the so bad. Oh, no, they'll be yeah. so bad. Speaking of so bad... Yes. Uh, this is the time of year, as I said. The trucks are pointed. They're headed down to Central Florida. Um, and there's always one key event that kicks that off, that precedes that uh, caravan, <laughs> that convoy down to Florida. 
That's the state of the franchise. Get all the season ticket holders together. You get Buck. You get Gibby. You get Shapiro. You get Rachel Maddow. You get the whole squad right down there on the stage talking about the team. And it's a great uh, evening full of drinks and, and festivities, uh, except they canceled it. <laughs> they sure did. I don't think canceled it is even an accurate. I think they, they killed it. It wasn't like, oh, we've got a conflict or, oh, the logistics. It's just like, no, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. They just fucked it to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh you know ducking the hard questions that's what it really is you know the hard-hitting citizen journalism that always came out of the fucking state of the franchise really really looks bad on them ducking that because that's that's when the, that's when they really get grilled those scripted like that. questions uh <laughs> from from regular fans yeah not not the reporters who are there literally every day asking them actual stuff this mm-hmm. this is them ducking questions well the, but the reporters the, the complicit lying media they are all just out for their jobs so they have to protect the uh delicate front office types who aren't used to hearing that real talk from the fans um I mean, it was a nice event. It seemed like everybody had a good time, and they always used to be lots of beer there. That's for sure. That's and, that's the only reason I'm pissed off about it. Yeah, I like to get all all sorts of free beer on the on the team's dime, except not really on the team's dime because people are paying for damn tickets. So I am now a technically ticket holder, actually. Oh, for first year I'm going to be a season ticket holder, unless you technically count the uh, the ballpark pass that they had for years that was like a hundred dollars. No I'm, one should ever count that as season tickets. You were stealing money from the team when you had one of those. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so I am well within my rights to call bullshit on this, is what I'm saying. Me and, too. And I'm well within my rights to say that I'm pissed off that I don't get that free beer, because it's not free, because that's my damn money is paying for that beer. See, I'm not a season ticket holder, so I needed to get drunk on your dime. <laughs> That's what I've. Literally. I'm the one I've who done feels that for like ten off. years, literally, <laughs> like going to these <laughs> events, never owning season tickets, stealing money with the ballpark pass, and now when I finally can get the goods, uh, they kill it. They fuck it to death. Uh, and you, you have a full thing with? Is it you and Bo bought a bought a bunch of tickets or what? Me and my buddy Bo, yeah, yeah, we got some tickets. We went, we, we went for it. Awesome. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> Bo, fortunately, has gainful employment <laughs> that can drag my fucking broke ass along uh, between, you know, freelance gigs and blogging. It's a give and take, you know? Like, he pays for things and you let him hang out with you. like, <laughs> And eventually pay him back. Just, uh, you know, the timeline. His timeline's more generous than, uh, say, the Blue Jays' timeline when asking for season ticket deposits. Bo is a unique individual in that he's a great dude and also one of the worst people I've ever met. I don't know. <laughs> That's horrible. He's great, but the worst. <laughs> Bo no, is, very Bo kind. is wonderful. We, I will, and we recorded this show many times at his very home. Indeed. We saw, yeah. we, we saw some things one time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, I, the, there's no real grand like conclusions to jump to about the this maneuver. It's probably just a... Uh, yeah, they said, and I don't doubt that they, you know, it's it's the nature of it has grown uh, to a to a size. The number of season ticket holders is probably makes it unwieldy. 
and makes it prohibitively expensive if they are going to try to wine and dine everyone like they did before. So maybe they kill it this year. They bring it back next year with a different sort of more of a fan fest thing because everybody does that. I mean, the Jays do the the winter caravan, so they drag a bunch of guys around the country, which is which is really nice for the for the fans who aren't ever you know the people who aren't season ticket holders, but are obviously support the team in the way that they can. Um, but you know, you'd like to see. I mean, the Giants the Giants open the stadium. They the Giants basically just people milling around at AT and T Park, and players are there, and the uh, owners and the management and whatever, and they do. Very fan festy things. The Mariners do a great job with fan fest. Mariners do a great job with all that sort of stuff. But hopefully the Jays will, will introduce something like that, something that's like a state of the franchise light uh, that's maybe a bit more open to just fans as opposed to those who are investing in there. Because I'm sure they'll still do all the other stuff. They don't they do a ball like don't they have like a formal dinner or something with with season yeah, ticket holders? Yeah, I think I don't know if who exactly gets invited to the buy. I certainly in years past did not, uh, and I don't expect an invitation this year. But yeah, it, uh, they do something like that for sure. And honestly, if you think about it, like if, if like just thinking about the costs, like if there's ten thousand fans with season tickets, I don't know if that's the number or what the number is or how many of them show up. But I mean, if you're thinking ten dollars a head at ten thousand pe- people, it's a hundred thousand dollar party. And I and for personally, I drank more than ten dollars worth of beer every time I went there. So there's uh, more than so ten dollars worth of food there. <laughs> yeah, the food, the beer, the setup, the staff. There's there's a lot of cost there, and and not to not to justify them too much because this is cost that's coming out of so much money that these people uh that the season ticket holders pay it's like a it's a mm-hmm. crazy amount to have season tickets and they keep going up and and you know they're doing it and this is what i wrote about in my piece about it, you know they're doing it on faith that they're going to have a good product on the field and mm-hmm. this was a tough thing for people this winter because obviously for a long time it didn't look like they were all that interested in being competitive and and i i think uh, that was probably always wrong but I completely understand why it looked that way, and uh, and and obviously we talked about it a lot uh, over the course of the winter, and uh, I don't think it was as uh, you know as as full of venom and as 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 uh, poisonous an atmosphere as it was last year when Anthopolis left and Beeston was pushed out and Price happened and they brought back Jay Happ who everybody hated and mm-hmm. and, and all that shit, but uh, and they went through with the, the state of the franchise last year when they could have canceled it, so. That's why I don't think the ducking of the questions thing is is a big thing. But this is, I mean, these these are people who really do take a leap of faith with their actual fucking dollars, and and I think there's a lot pe- a lot of people who are more like me, who are you, you know probably should be making better choices with their dollars than than, <laughs> than this, uh, who are going out and being season ticket holders uh, rather than people who are just. You know, it, it's just an extravagance. I'm sure there's a that, that you know the money doesn't really matter to them. I'm sure there's a mix of both kinds, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, these are people who are putting legit, real money into the pockets of the team on the faith that they're going to to put a competitive team on the field. And this was a nice thank you for that. And and it, I, I don't know, it, I, I understand why people might be upset about it. I understand why they would have uh, looked at a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever it takes to put the event on and said, we can, you know, spend that better elsewhere. I mean, okay. Pay. If it goes into some of your employees pockets and into their paychecks, if you maybe pay some minor leaguers, some more money, that'd be nice. That's obviously not a blue Jays problem, but a league wide thing, but I don't know, you know, like you say too, the fan fest thing could make up for it. I wish they'd have said what any potential replacement might've been when they did this, but it's, it seems it's such a petty thing to get a, 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 
to get upset about, I guess. But I don't know. It was nice. It was a nice tradition. It was a good event, I thought. I've seen people be like, eh, who cares? It wasn't even that great. Mm-hmm. No, I know. But I, it was all right. I would have liked to have gone this year. I would have liked to have had a bunch of free booze and met up with some people who I haven't seen you know, since last summer, last year's event or whatever, you know, it, uh, it, it was a nice thing that they used to do. And now, if anything, these, and now these scumbags fucked it to death. If, <laughs> if anything, it's just trimming the fat and getting people like you and I the fuck out of there. Basically. It's a lot, it's a lot of having real season ticket holders mm-hmm. do have a nice night and keeping like they, they, they maybe got a little fast and loose with the, with the blogger invites. And guys who were who you were like that's what that, that's the cost beer, overrun. Ha, yeah. Having a beer at one time and then also like sitting in on a Paul Beeston scrum. <laughs> on the other hand, they were like, "What kind of an operation are we running yeah, because, here?" Because beer never gets close to Beeston. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's it. No more French fries. I don't think I don't think it's something to get. Um, you know what French fries are? French fries are the good, the best kind of French fries. They're extra. Salty. Oh, very nice. Jared Saltalamacchia is apparently on his way to becoming, uh, if not a Blue Jay, then a Blue Jays spring training minor league camp invitee. Which is uh, not a bad idea, I think. Uh, Jared Saltalamacchia, who was at not too long ago very good, uh, but also very recently quite bad. Indeed, uh, yeah. He he is in you, uh, and I think you you went out of your way to describe this point, and we've made this same point over and over again. Backup catchers are bad. <laughs> They're real bad. All real, many real many bad. of them are very bad in in a variety of ways, right? You take your life in your hands when you take when you get a backup catcher because you either get like the Rod Barajas kind of guy or Jared Saltalmachia, like huge strikeout numbers, let him run into fifteen fastballs <clears> a year, hit hit some home runs, uh, and he's almost for sure. A defensive liability at some point or you have the guy who is the jose molina type who is a masterful pitch framer or at least a good pitch framer as the gap between bad and good in that particular skill set i feel like it has uh narrowed like everybody's better at it now uh there are many more people who are aware of it and bad catchers don't get the same as many opportunities to be bad um so you can go with a with a with a game caller catch and throw guy or you can go with an um, accidental, accidental power guy. So Sal Tolmaki is the former. He's the power guy who was a starter at one point and then like straight up lost his, lost his job in Miami, which is hard to do. And then played with the Tigers <laughs> yeah. for a while, and he was uh, not good at times and okay at other times. Yeah, I think if you look at his last year, it was like uh, he was even okay at the plate in the first half mm-hmm. uh, and then just went completely to shit. Um He's a backup catcher, like exactly like you're saying, exactly like we've said all year about Josh Tolley. You know, there's just there is just a bucket full of flaws that these guys all have. You just kind of kind of have to pick your poison, and it seems like the Jays, uh, the poison they're picking is is a guy who might have a little something with the bat. Who I think they like the fact that uh, he's done it before, that he's called. You know, he's run, he's run a full staff. You know, he's been a full big league starter for a full season. He's not mm-hmm. a guy who's a career backup. He's not a kid who's, you know, never been anything you know tested at this level. Uh, although there was uh, there was a tidbit from a, a source, a, a big league source, in a, a BP Toronto piece this week. I mentioned this in today's the Daily Deuce I did on on Thursday here. Uh, 
where they said that the Jays are maybe hoping Reese McGuire, who can uh, can hit enough to steal this job and to uh, to you know, because he's uh, Reese McGuire is the catching prospect who came over from the Pirates in the Hutchinson Francisco Liriano deal. Uh, people love his glove, love everything mm. about his defense. He can't hit at all. Uh, it will it will be Josh Tolley like if he does come here, but they you know they this person seemed to think that they would value that. I don't. I would be surprised if they went that route, but I, su- I suppose that's uh, all the AJ Jimenez fans are are aghast at the notion. I'm sure the the three or four of those that people. someone may jump him on the depth chart. <laughs> yeah. He's like a like a veritable Curtis Thigpen back there. Oh my, yeah. Remember Curtis Thigpen, catcher of the future. He was he Jesus Robinson Diaz. Well, that worked out okay for the Jays. It sure did. Robinson uh, Diaz was indeed but, the catcher uh, of the future. But yeah, it, I mean, Jimenez is, is like he's going to be twenty six. He's been in AAA for like he is twenty six. Like, okay, this well, is so. going to be his age twenty seven season. <laughs> yeah, I think that ship may have sailed. He he uh, he came closest in his I would say third go around to AAA to sniffing league average. He was he had a, it was a way runs grade of less of eighty nine in AAA last year, but only in like sixty seven games. Um, so at least if, even though he might not be good, at least he's, you know, not very durable, um, which is always good to see. Uh, no, it's tough. Again, backup catchers are, they're dog shit. Like they're shitty. It's a, it's a shitty cesspool and, (laughs) and you can be a team like the Red Sox where you have all your best laid plans go to waste behind the plate. And suddenly you have a kind of career backup guy. And what's his name? Sandy McCarthy to sort of, uh, come out of nowhere sandy leone yeah sandy leone apologies apologies yeah. sandy leone yeah and just kind of go bananas and maybe you get a maybe a guy like salty has a chance another chance of doing something like that because it's he's not, a guy who has hit it's not hit that long ago that he's it's not that long ago that he's been decent really mm-hmm. uh as an added bonus i can spell sal talamaki oh that's which nice I, which i like to, you know to be able to do it's always good kind of have a bit of a skill back there so if I was if I was ever typing it, which is unlikely, mostly just for tweets, in which it would be salty anyway. But uh, but yeah, no, like you said, he you know he was a one and a half win player for the Marlins two years ago, three and a half win player you know for the Red Sox the year they won the World Series in 2013, um, which he then parlayed. And even then he so that was he was coming off of a nice year, uh, and he still he only got like 15 million bucks I think for three years, so it wasn't like there was a lot of faith in him in the free market. At that time, sorry, he got twenty-one. He got twenty-one million dollars over three years, which is nothing. But I don't know. It's a, it's, it's what you got to do, right? It's what you got to do at this time of year. You're looking for those kind of guys who, who, and as I think you made the same point too, where the Jays are in that position now, where they are a competitive team, so you can have a bit more of a your pick of the litter, so to speak. Where, like, hey, you know, you got a good shot to make this team, and we have a good shot to make the playoffs, so. Like, why wouldn't you want to come? You can get that free playoff share money. I'll add a little, you know, sprinkle a little niceness on your uh, it's, your annual check. It's just the the playoff share that they, I mean, I think there's got to be some appeal to like not having to endure the like fucking four dog shit months in Cincinnati or whatever it is. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe being a big league doesn't matter. I think matter, the money but matters. It, it, Oh, I'm sure that the money matters, but I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. I'm sure that the money matters, but I could, 
I could see the appeal of being on a contending team as being greater than just oh I might get a playoff share. It means I don't, no no that's, that's I don't fair. have to like slog my way through this fucking Padres bullshit for half a year. No, that's very fair. That's a very fair and very likely. Um, one other uh, minor league contract note: uh, the Blue Jays did not sign Brandon Morrow to a uh, minor league contract, much to my chagrin. Mm-hmm. He reads books, though, so I don't know if he's going to be a fit. For, uh, and, and he re- he retweets any- Rogue's National Park Service <laughs> tweets as well. Uh, he signed with the Dodgers, Anthopolis. He just can't get enough. He's obsessed. He's he's hooked on Brandon Morrow. Well, he just he doesn't he doesn't understand clubhouse chemistry. Obviously, uh, still a real real problem for Alex. And uh, you know he's gonna put that poison in there, Mister Book Reader. Just I don't see how it fits. Uh, the source of much uh, comedy uh, among the Blue Jays players because he went to a good school, Not, and none of them know how to deal with that. <laughs> they were like, "What?" You didn't you didn't take baseball in university like the rest of us? Um, yeah, I don't know. That could be good for them. It would have been nice for the Blue Jays, but they don't really need another right-handed reliever. They need another right-handed reliever no. like need a hole in the head. Speaking of which, though, Craig Breslow, I think he went to a good school. He's a he's he's one of those guys, right? Doesn't he have like oh, yeah, molecular physics nerd. degree or something like that? He apparently on the Jays' radar, uh, like every dog shit lefty who's still available. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that, that, so. There's not. There will be more news and more of those kinds of. Not, maybe not the the name value of a Jared Saltalamakia, but again, the Jays invited this guy to camp, and then then you never know, right? Yeah. Um. What well, I would, and I would also say, you know, I'd rather Jerry Blevins for nothing than like running out and giving four years to Brett Cecil. As much as you know, Cecil is great. I mean, maybe the wrong example. So there was other dog shit lefties that got. Uh, that got decent money. Uh, well, Boone Logan got three years a couple of years ago, and there's always somebody, some shitty left-hander getting. Zach Duke got big money a couple of years ago. Like there's always, there's always money for lefties. They'll always yeah. throw it around. Um, but yeah, uh, Travis Wood. Let's go go get Travis Wood. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So, so you're kind of doing. I have a couple other things. One, like the Jays are going to wear hideous red jerseys a oh, couple God. times this year. Yeah, they're hideous. They should burn them. They always they are, do. They're not going to wear them a couple times. They're going to wear them every Sunday home game, apparently. That's not that many. How many weeks are there in a baseball season? 50? 40? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I believe a year is 52, so it's probably closer to 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so half of those, you would imagine, are... Sure, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's still, that's still too many times I'm going to see those fucking things. Uh... So you mentioned Travis Wood. Would you want Travis Wood? He's see, I like Travis Wood is a guy who has the potential to be a reliever. Or is, is he still a starter? Cause is that is that fair to say? That's kind of why. That's kind of why I brought his name up. But I mm-hmm. would I I would be lying if I said I paid too much attention to Travis Wood ever. He did not start a single game last year. Wow. Uh, he only actually then he was fuck, let. Then fuck yeah. Travis Wood. I don't know. He he started thirty times for the Cubs two years ago, and then he went from thirty starts to very few starts. He was not very good last year, oh. um, and he well he was okay. He had a nice ERA, but nothing else really jumps out at you. Not a lot of strikeouts, pretty good amount of walks, home runs, a little problematic. Um, and he was looks like he may have even been used as like a one batter kind of guy um, because he had he threw sixty one innings in seventy seven games. So. He's a left-handed reliever. I think that's the best way to look at it. And he can hit, though. I, that was one thing I always liked about him. He can hit. 
So that, that, I think really, that's a big, doesn't really help as much, does it? Sure, sure, sure. It does. That's a big need for the Blue Jays. He's got nine career home runs. Can he play nine. left field? It sounds like it. Okay, put him in left. Yeah, yeah. Sign him up. Let let him do like the what's that guy? The the Christian Bethencourt, the guy who used to play for the Braves. Now is a Padres. Uh, they're going to have him be a pitcher and a catcher. Yeah, there was another great. guy a few like a bunch of years back that was doing that too. Mm. Brewers and Royals, maybe Brewers. I think for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the name. Yeah, um, but Travis Wood is a left-handed reliever, and he what used to be a starter, but probably isn't anymore. Uh, let's I talk. Still, about, let, I would still consider him starting depth if they signed him. Like he's not stri- he, deep, he, he, deep depth, but okay. Well, let's talk about the starting rotation then. I mm-hmm. actually may put some things together. So Aaron Sanchez, much to the chagrin of the brand. Uh, conscious guy who's on the cover of another video game. Uh, Aaron Sanchez is going to be on the cover of uh, the show in Canada, which is great for Aaron Sanchez. Congratulations, Aaron Sanchez. Um, do he's ostensibly, I guess, then the the ace of the Blue Jays staff. Is that fair to say he did have the best season in 2016? But well, like, what what do you think? When I look at the rotation, so I, I copied and pasted the Blue Jays. Uh, the Fangraphs projections for the coming year, and the rotation looks pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you got Sanchez and, and Stroman who are both projected to be three wing guys. You've got uh, Hap who's projected to be at a two and a half wing guy, uh, and then you've got Estrada who's, a, who's projected to be a one and a half wing guy, and then Liriano a two wing guy. So basically, you could yeah. say two three wing guys and three two wing guys. But even that, like, and Estrada, they're light. They're light on him. He's, they're good. They're always going to be light on Estrada. Yeah. And like, let's not forget that in, since the beginning of uh, basically or the middle of the 2015 season, Jay Happ is like, like we're talking about one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, no, he's been terrific. Uh, Liriano looked real good when he came over too. Not that, not that we should put too much into that. I think cause especially after Pittsburgh was like, yeah, we figured, we we felt that NL teams were finally starting to lay off his slider, so so that really kind of screwed him, and we had to move him. Um, so maybe that's going to happen again this year. One hopes not because he looked really good uh, coming over to the American league, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think there's lots to like about the Jays rotation. Absolutely. Uh, so if we look at these projections, is, is there anyone in particular of, on the Jays staff that you are maybe wary of? Are you saying, or would you, do you look at it and say like, I don't know if I, how much stock I put into this guy's numbers or, or the other way around, like, is is there somebody who you're like these projections are way wrong in them? Obviously, Estrada is the one that that everyone's going to think like, yeah, no way, I uh, I buy I buy into I'm buying what Marco Estrada is selling all the time. <laughs> uh, the thing that 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 I wonder about is Marcus Stroman's innings on here. I, I don't I, I don't I don't plan for Marcus Stroman to be injured. I don't know about you, but I, I feel as though he's he's good to go for you know 200 innings. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, are they not projecting a lot of? It? I mean, he did have that one year where he fucked up his knee and like had four starts in the regular season. So maybe that, maybe maybe if the computer doesn't uh, distinguish, mm-hmm. uh, that's something about that. But yeah, no, I don't think Strowman's going to be injured. I mean, I, I feel bad for saying it, but you know, Estrada down the stretch did not look great. Estrada saying, though, like we said, you know, everybody is opting out of the fucking World Baseball Classic if they possibly can, especially I think on the pitching side. But him saying that the reason is because because of his back is is maybe a little bit scary, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. especially just all that you know combined with the fact that he was a guy that 
Uh, it was a little bit tough to believe in from the get-go. Uh, I really, I want it to, I want it to not be a mirage. I want him to, to go and come out flying. And I, I, it, it's possible that, you know, from day one, he looks like Marco Estrada did in the first half of last year. But I think there's, I think it's fair to be a little concerned there. And like I said about Liriano, I think that's fair to be concerned as well, just because uh, he has, he has a tendency to sometimes be very bad. You know, we saw a lot of good Francisco Liriano and. Uh, not a lot of the bad, and I, I wonder uh, how long that's going to last. There's going to be some dogs in there for sure, uh, in terms of like you know start to start. But uh, whether he, he definitely had... that up, I, I I don't know. And and the and the the bigger concern then is who's behind these guys if anybody gets hurt or if anybody you know has to leave the rotation for other reasons. That that is the question, and I, I think it's fun uh, when it comes to Liriano because it's been a little while. That you since we could say that a Blue Jay starter was erratic, and sometimes it's fun to have an erratic starter. God bless AJ Burnett. You, you know, you never know what you're going to get yeah. day to day. It could be anything. Uh, and Liriano's kind of that. Are you, like, is he going to come out? Is he going to strike out 15 and have a no, and throw a no hitter, or is he going to walk six in the first two innings? Uh, who, who knows? It's yeah. hilarious. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for day to day erratic as opposed to like Ari Dickey, which was inning to inning erratic, where it's like, man, he looks great. Oh my god, he just got tagged for five runs. It's just that the R.A. Dickey, it was always there lurking. Yeah. There was one of the five innings was going to be like an ugly number, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, well, he got it out of the way in the second inning, and now he's just chugging along. He's going to end up with six innings and five runs allowed, but he was also at five outs and five runs allowed. But, uh, but yeah, the thing with Liriano is he's not that, right? Liriano will be no. bad, and then he'll no, be disappeared for the day. Uh, I mean, I think that among the many, 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 many things... Uh, Ari Dickey's ability to do that, to just go and soak up those innings, um, is something that will will be missed, um, because that is a, that is a, a an invaluable uh, skill or attribute, maybe <laughs> <laughs> more than skill. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, and I think especially when you have so much fucking dog shit in the bullpen that you kind of want to avoid, you know, if there's, if there's days where guys are going out and getting shit canned and fucking having to, having to go to the bullpen a lot, you know, how much, how much Ryan Tapera do we want to see? Not that much. Not really much. Frankly. He's had, he's, you know, he's got some nice numbers in his own way, but, uh, but yeah, there's the, the bullpen is a bit of an adventure still. Uh, I don't like, I, 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 I hate getting into the debate about you know oh building the bullpen on the fly versus whatever. I mean they're just they they're not sinking a ton of money into, into relievers. It's just that 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 would not have been a smart way to go about their off season given their other holes. I don't think so. It's kind of a moot point. But you know you do have Osuna, who's great. You do have Grilly, who was very good for a few months and then felt a little shaky and is like forty years old. And then you got a bunch of guys who are just kind of movable parts who are going to uh, – it's just going to be Gibbons riding the hot hand and hoping that it all falls into place quickly enough that they don't piss away a lot of games. And, and that's kind of what they've done the last couple of years, and they've su- succeeded as a team uh, in those years, uh, but not without some fucking frustration uh, coming out of the bullpen. And I think this year, you know, when you don't have Dickey, when you don't have thinking of two years ago, Burley and Dickey who are soaking up all those innings – uh yeah it could be it could be an issue so i mean again uh, i i like the i like the the top heavy not the, like the very 
I like the makeup of the rotation. But like mm. you said, yeah. finding that six starter, like who's going to make those other 30 starts? Because again, uh, Gavin Floyd. I know, I know we've referenced it. Yeah. Gavin Floyd, who we remember, there was, we were lobbying for Gavin Floyd to be a starter over, over Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh, we're not supposed to were talk we, about that. Were we lobbying too hard, really, though? Uh, <laughs> yes. No, I don't know. But uh, it's just. It's the sort of thing that's going to work its way out. And, I mean, there's been a lot of... It's that time of year mm-hmm. when there's much written about, like, Connor Green and Sean Reed Foley are hanging out. And they're all buddies with Sanchez. And they're going to get strong. And you never know what they're going to give you this year. Um, I, I still... Although, Mike... Oh, yeah, we named... We forgot Mike Bolsinger. Yeah, that's... He, he does exist also. He does exist. He, uh, uh, there, there are... He, I, I must say, not certainly not because of Mike Bolsinger. Jesus. But... Uh, more so than in other years, there are sort of in, like there are intriguing spring training guys. I think on this team, there are guys you know if you go up and down the roster that I'm kind of like all right, I, I I I don't know if he's going to make the team, but I would like to see what you know you're going to get to see Guriel in, in spring training. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalton Pompey has a chance to hit his way on the team. Alfred mm-hmm. is going to be there as a you know as a. a uh, a guy who's on the forty man, and, and Rowdy Tellez is going to be is going to be in camp. Like these are, they finally have guys who are kind of like knocking on the door of the big leagues in that sort of respect, mm-hmm. uh, and they have a ton of fucking no name relievers who, you know, somebody's got to win those jobs. So there's going to be competition there too. So I, it it will make for an interesting, uh, a more interesting spring, I think, than than some previous years. Uh, though I say that I may just be completely delusional and, and kidding myself. You also have the chance of maybe seeing um, Justin Smoke's Viking funeral <laughs> the, this coming spring training. Yeah, it is an interesting time. And it, it, the Jays are in an admirable position because they have so much talent um, in that they have one very, very good player. And then they have some other very nice old guys who are good at their jobs. And they have a, they have a, as we've mentioned now three times, they have an attractive, and interesting, and kind of uh, affordable rotation. There's no albatrosses and guys playing up the string at the end of a long contract or dead money in the middle of, the, of those contracts. All those, you know, uh, we're looking at a situation where again another sixty percent of that rotation is, could potentially be gone at the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, horrifying. But uh, yeah, it's it's. It's an interesting club. It's it, there's so much, you know, like okay, Sanchez takes a step back. There's a, I think there's an equally likely chance that Stroman takes a step forward, right? Like I, yeah. Mark, I feel like there's so much. There's just that one little thing missing from from Marcus Stroman's season, and there's so much to like about him, and there's so he's obviously so so talented, and when you kind of zoom out a little bit and, and, and take his, I think looking at his season with a little bit of additional context. Mm-hmm. Or just with like with the passage of time, it's like, yeah, you know, he was really good. There's some days it just you just didn't, you know, it just things didn't go his way, or 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 he made a, the worst mistakes at the worst time. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes about his business this year and how he goes about um, trying to get guys out. And like now he's you know he's an established. He pitched 200 innings last year. He's not really a secret anymore. He maybe the kitchen sink thing is is sort of uh, run its course, but. Uh, he's a good player, and and, and it's a, he's a really good pitcher. And it, I I think that again, if Sanchez might take a step back, Stroman's just likely to take a step forward. And I think that Jay Happ, uh, you know, the the changes that Jay Happ made are 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 real. Like you, you're getting to the point now where 
where you have to start like there has to be a certain level of belief that this is who Jahab has become. This is who he's learned to be. He's taken that stuff that he always had and he's made something very valuable out of it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's like and even if he's not quite it like like I don't know why you would expect him to regress even further, you know, because again he wasn't when they signed him. It was like, oh, that was a great half a season, uh, and then he was really good. And his body work in twenty sixteen is strong. Is not I don't think there's a lot of lot to suggest that he's going to take a step back or regress further. He's a very nice middle rotation play, uh, pitcher. No, and I'll I think take five of those. I'll take five of them all day, all year long. I think Strowman's going to uh, quick pitch anybody in spring training this year. Yeah, the <laughs> the Jays are always looking to make friends, aren't they? <laughs> well, you know, you gotta. He's just he still he's, he's so good. He could just do whatever he wants out there. Might as well just throw that into the arsenal as well. Also, it, I had a thought while we were talking about this, and I'm looking over the the, the forty man. Like, it's not going to be that difficult. It's not difficult to imagine Rowdy Tellez. Very clearly out hitting Justin Smoke in spring training, and then what then? What uh, what 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 kind of crazy justification for that decision are they going to have to make? Because I don't think he's going to win a job in spring training. No, I don't. I don't. Not in spring training. To me, to me, that is a night. That would be a nice problem to have, but I don't think rushing him into uh, the contention for a for a job. Um, especially out of spring, and, and adding to that kind of backlog in, in, at that position is necessarily a great idea. What about rushing smoke out of a job? Rushing smoke out of a job and, and, and allowing, you know, like a Pierce to play there a bunch. I don't think that, that's a bad idea. That's the more likely scenario, I think. Yeah, the Pierce. Because it's like, yeah, the, the idea that Pierce is going to be out there in left field a lot. Is, is I think misguided. I hope that's not the idea because he can barely stay healthy as it is playing on turf and all that. And and there, there's just such an obvious need for him uh, as a guy to take a bunch of bats away from smoke. And then there's always the opportunity that you can maybe stick Bautista at first base as well a little bit. And and so there's no I don't yeah there's no real need to rush Tellez up. But if te, if he hits well in spring training and you're like okay go to off you go to triple a and then it's he you know forces the issue well then you do what you have to do right then it's then it becomes academic like okay well justin smoke's not a piece of the present or the fe- or the future so you move him it's a piece of something <laughs> it's a piece of <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> but yes so, yeah. it's very reasonable of you i must admit um, anything else we talk about the the do farm we, rankings the Jays the Keith, Keith Law rank hmm? Zeke have we talked we, we got to Zeke yet we talked about Zeke last week a little bit I, what about I, I, the what about the Instagram though what about that that is the worst <laughs> mo- video montage I've ever seen in my life it's like the same image shows up a half a dozen times in one 15 second video well he's not a professional video montage maker he's just a man with a big heart. He seems to really like being feelings. a Blue Jay. And I like yeah. having him as a Blue Jay. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I've, come ar- I've come around on Zeke. I like the idea of him being around. I don't think he's very good. He's fine. 
He's fine. He's very he, bad. He projects to be a <laughs> replacement level player. But they like the, te- the, the, the team. He likes to be a Blue Jay, and I, it feels to me like the Blue Jays like having him. And if Bautista likes having true. him around, if he's somebody that he can pal around with and speak Spanish and hang out, sweet. Keep him around. I, mean, I, do, like, I do think that that's true. I do think that he, that he is a guy they do like having around. So keep him around, and he's, he's, and he's a know, pro, and that's the thing. Whether yeah. or not he, whether or not he gets exposed uh, in in a in an over, you know, by playing too much, uh, he's a pro. And, and guys like Dalton Pompey, who um, was probably at the, at the big level a little bit too early, and and um, could potentially and probably learn things uh, in terms of being a professional and 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 how to conduct conduct your business. And even if you aren't, um, you know. Uh, the most talented player in the big leagues. You can, you know, a guy like Zeke, it feels like such a stupid cliche, but he feels like the kind of guy who's always ready to play. That you can be like, Zeke, you're playing right field tonight. And he's like, sure thing, Skip. And then he goes. And, you know, I mean, that, yeah, you could take it 0 for 3 no matter what. <laughs> you're ready or not ready, I guess. <laughs> and but. a ball popping out of his glove while he makes a TV dive, yeah. But so he, that, uh, that, that was toned down last year, actually. And I yeah, think and, TV dive is incorrect. But. And he acquitted himself well, I think, last year. And it, you know, if, if, if 20... 16 was the best year of Ezekiel Carrera's career, uh, then good on him. He was almost, he, he came to the plate 310 times. That is, that is approximately 240 times too many. He hit six home runs. He stole seven bases. He, if you look at his splits, he had like a 180 weighted runs created plus at home against left-handed pitching. Well, let him do that. Yeah, yeah. The lefty hitter who just goes insane at Rogers Center. I'm sure that's in the leadoff spot. Might I add? <laughs> uh, anything else you mentioned, Rowdy uh, Tellez and and Anthony Alford, the Jays? Uh, it's it's farm system ranking season. Mm-hmm. Keith Law had the Jays at 21st. Uh, Keith Law stuff is mostly insider only. So if you aren't an ESPN insider, I encourage you to hook it up. Uh, and pay for the things you value, including the claw content. Um, you know, what did he say? Well, he talked about the Jays' ranking. I think it was 21st overall. Um, he attributed it to some kind of rough years for Anthony Alford and Connor Green that didn't really like boost their profile. And and you know, maybe you start to reappraise what those guys' potential or overall future value or whatever it might be. Um, but he he like everyone else is very high on uh, Vladimir Guerrero, who uh, Jr. Who ranked? What was it? Forty eighth, I believe. Was it? Vlad was his forty eighth uh, in his top one hundred prospects. Um, uh, I'll read a little bit from the blurb here. While Guerrero has outstanding tools, including surprising speed and projected plus power, this feel for the game and some press scouts in twenty sixteen. So, obviously, someone who's grown up around the game. His father is a uh, almost ready to become a a Hall of Famer. Um, as opposed to Larry Walker, who's not going to become a Hall of Famer despite being a better player. Uh, but uh, you know the sky's the limit, as he says, and, and that's great. Everyone's very high on on Vlad Guerrero Jr. and as they should be. Uh, there's not too much else. Again, the, I think the Jays, you know, the Jays system. Uh, I don't know, but 21, 21st seems right. You I mean you got one guy who's maybe a potential star, and some other guys who are still a little bit further from the big leagues and you know look like they can provide some value, but aren't necessarily banging down the door. Yeah, no. So I, I like. I, I think the Connor Green. No, not the Connor Green blurb. The uh, the Sean Reed Foley blurb was. You know, still looking at uh, uh, number two upside if everything clicks. Which obviously that's a big caveat. But uh, 
but it, I, I thought it was really positive on him, and he's a guy uh, who went back a level and, and, and really seemed to put it more together. Uh, last year, he wasn't the guy like uh, Green, who kind of uh, had the tough year, uh, and Alfred obviously did as well with the injuries, and then I think I think Law mentions in his, his blurb that he like, came back and struck out 30 times in his first 57 <laughs> appearances or something crazy like that. Um, but yeah, and Law seems almost light on Guerrero compared to some, too. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be borne out when you see all the, the lists revealed, but I think it was Eric Longenhagen at, uh, at Fangraphs had a chat who said there's you know, pe- there people saying, thinking that he that Vlad might might could have gone 1-1 in the draft, uh, the upcoming draft, had he been in that system instead of a, an international amateur, uh, which is, you know, not consensus, but it's it's the opinion of some. And, uh, yeah, he really seems like a prospect to get excited about, though we were talking off-air about this, and some, not, not my thought, certainly uh, not the thing I've thought first before anybody else, but uh, Vlad is ranked just behind Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, laws rankings would not not quite the same pedigree mm-hmm. uh, but and and one wonders one wonders how our thoughts would be about him if he if he were Fernando Tatis jr and not Vlad Guerrero jr just because there's there's a lot that comes with that obviously that is a especially in Canada it's a it's a big it's a big name and it's uh and, and not even just in Canada and it, it's I'm I, I, it's it's too early for me to be saying. Well, maybe we got to tone, you know, pump the brakes a little on on bringing up his damn dad every time and let him be his own kind of guy. But that's probably a thing that we're eventually going to want to think about as well. For sure, but I, I also think that you know it's easy to say, oh well, if he, he was going would have gone one one, then he should be a lot higher in the rankings. I mean, the guy that went first overall last year is uh, Law has him ranked thirtieth. So it's not like right. being being drafted first overall automatically vaults you. To being a top ten prospect in baseball, it, it takes a lot more uh, uh, development to reach that kind of a level, and especially a guy um, like like uh, Vlad Guerrero who's so young, and he, he would be, you know, young for 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 not young for a draft pick, but uh, younger than say a, you know like a Chris Bryant, who would have been the top pick of the or top level uh, top prospect when he was right. twenty two or twenty three, as opposed to being eighteen or uh, Mikey uh, Moniak is nineteen, right? Uh, so, so it's, I, uh, I think Guerrero was Guerrero was, uh, it was the best, you know, one of the best hitters in the Appalachian League as like its mm-hmm. youngest player, right? So that's, that's yeah, yeah. So that that's huge. Yeah. The, d- even I, I think that that Law's number ranking says one thing, and but the the, the comments and, and as you said the 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 other stuff that other prospect people around the game are saying. Uh, they all there's you could barely barely find a disparaging word other than maybe he's too big to be a third baseman or uh, you know maybe he's not going to play that position but uh, it's uh, it's an exciting time it's an exciting mm-hmm. he's he's an exciting prospect and maybe some of the other guys are maybe less exciting uh, solid steady dependable valuable pieces moving forward especially when you when they make the minimum but uh, Vlad is a guy that you can really dream on which I th- I think yeah. is the number one thing that uh, that. Jays fans are going to want to take out of this sort of season when this is when these things are talked about a lot. And I, I think also to the my earlier statements about the comparisons with his dad, his dad. Part of that is also because you can't not see it, like watching him, you know, those videos <laughs> no, of him true. like crushing balls with no gloves and 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 just the way the the just the way he the body type and the way he 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 looks and and and, and moves and everything. You know, you can't not see it. And you're also very old. 
Well, that's also definitely a thing. So, so there's so there are an alarming number of ex players' kids who are showing up now, and it just I can't, I can't. It's not okay. It's not okay. Although the, uh, it's just interesting, third baseman uh, Claude mentions him as a potential replacement for Josh Donaldson. When Donaldson leaves, I know that well, I don't think we'll get to it tonight, but. Talked about maybe next time we can talk about the potential extent, uh, potential extension for Josh Donaldson. Maybe they'll, have it, they'll like. have it done by then. They should have it done by then. Get it, get it done, boys. Let's go. Uh, I will. I will point your attention uh, if you are a uh, Scott Rowland lunatic like 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 you and like I uh, to talk about the way that we think about third baseman and it's such a tough position to, um, you know, for, for the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame voters have a really hard time with it, but we are living in a golden age of third baseman, and yet. Donaldson might be the best of the bunch. So why don't we why don't we why don't we use that as like a teaser? Like next time on Birds All Day, we'll talk about a potential we'll make numbers up in our head and say that sounds good to me. And <laughs> Let's then we'll write be like, this down. Awesome. Let's write this down so we don't forget. Because we'll I'm sure be scraping around for content by then as well. I you should see the sheet that I've made. The the the, the, the I didn't share it with you or anything, but uh, well, that's how we keep it fresh. Off the it's, cuff, you know, yeah. off the cuff, off the top of the head. It's uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. I, and, and that's it. I, I'm done. You got a, you got a parting shot? No, anything to say? Nothing. No. Well, I was I was telling you about eating mini eggs, uh, and I was like, <laughs> they really put me to sleep. God damn, it's like torture. I hate them. I hate this time of year. Get all that junk out of my house. I can't. All right. Uh, there's nothing. Man, this is the worst time of year. There's nothing going on. Spring training soon. I bet you a lot of those guys are going to start showing up. Florida, right? Probably. I'll I'll write something about that when they do. In, in the that, meantime, this is a great time of year because I don't really feel pressure to do anything. My football manager team is doing it superbly well. Do you have Andy Carroll on that team? I do not. I you do should. Not. Have you seen his goals that guy scores? What a beast. <laughs> yeah, he's something else. He's an, he's, an, he's an animal. All right. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris, the Fair Service. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.